0: to talk to you about the roles that we have in our lives you know i was thinking about okay let's talk about women first because i am one all right i'll get to you garth i will get to you now like women have like heaps of roles right i know amy grant used to sing a song that says why do i have to wear so many things on my head hats you know what i mean like hats, you know, one day I'm a mother, next day I'm a lover, what am I supposed to do, working for a living, or you don't know that song. No, like it's Amy Grant, right? Who knows Amy Grant? Come on, come with me. Reminisce. But I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about all these things that mothers have to be. They have to be mums, wives, sisters, friends, bosses, teachers. Now, I'm not talking about your work. I'm not talking about what you do for a job. I'm talking about who you just have to be in life. Is that right? Any mums have to be teachers? How many mums do homeworks? How many, how, many, how many mums are fantastic at assignments? You know what I'm saying? Okay, so I'm talking about girls as well here. Girls as well. Young girls, women. We just have this thing. We're, we're like, where am I up to? Employees, cleaners, master chefs. Who's a master chef? Ooh, invite me around for dinner. I love eating people's food. I heard that Jeff was a master chef, actually. I heard that. I'm still waiting for the invite there, Jeff. Okay, master chefs. I mean, you can't just... In the old days, my mum, you know, it was just like meat, potatoes, veggies. Sausage, potatoes, veggies. Mince, potatoes, veggies. It's like, mum, you're not a master chef. Like, I have to do better than this. And when Phil says to me, please cook me a normal meal... I said, "What's a normal meal? Meat, potato, veggies? Said no. Not in this house. <laughs> I ain't peeling any more spuds. I peeled them for eight family of eight for too many years. No more spuds. You have rice. Do you have Thai? We're going to eat some stuff, different stuff. Amen. And so we have to be accountants, counselors, lawyers, lovers. Not to the young girls. Not lovers. No. Say no. Not me. Incubators. Incubators." incubators. We have two incubators, intercessors, peacemakers, problem solvers, dog groomers. Now why do I say dog groomers? Because most women say yes to kids having puppies and then the kids lose interest and the woman ends up being the dog groomer. Yeah, cut the hair, wash, you know, cut the toenails. We have two fluffy white dogs that my kids had to have. The father and the son, they had, oh please mom, please, fluffy white dogs, white, gets dirty, but we love it, it's all fluffy, we'll look after them, lap dogs, beautiful, no they're bush dogs now, they go down the bush with Phil and I have to wash them afterwards, amen, we have to be makeup experts, is that right girls, amen. We don't go to a beautician. No, you've got to do the whole thing yourself. Put the mask on, peel the mask off, do the whole bit, the mud packs, everything just to look beautiful. And then we have to be diet specialists, fitness gurus, and fashion experts on a budget. On a budget. On a budget, yeah, fashion gurus. On a budget. It's amazing what you can get at Supre. Uh, Not me, because they're all size two. But you can get good stuff at Supre for girls. Men's and boys, they have also a myriad of roles. They're dads, husbands, brothers, friends. You're a good friend, Garth, aren't you? You try, you try, you try. Ollie, are you a good friend at school? Are you a good friend to people? Come on, come on. Providers, bosses, teachers, employees, accountants, business. No, I'm talking about work. I'm talking about what you just do in your normal life at home. Amen. How many of you who, who budgets in your house, men or women? Women. I hear that. And then business managers, family managers. How do you manage a family? I often wonder how Phil managed a family of five women and him and two male dogs how did he do it? I don't know. He went for lots of walks, lots of walks, lots of walks. And he would say, I'm going for a walk right now, especially once a month. It was all crazy. Going for a walk right now. I'm going for a walk. Family managers. Now they're dog walkers. Okay. They won't groom them, but they might walk them. Then they're burden carriers. How many guys are there that just feel like they've got the weight of the world on their shoulders? They can't pay the bills. They're trying as hard as they can. And they're like these burden carriers. They're barbecue cookers. I'm trying to train Phil in our house. When it's a barbecue, it's the man that does the cooking. Yes. And Phil Cairns was at my house just recently. And some of the guys. And there I was cooking the barbecue. And Phil Cairns to me and said, you shouldn't be doing that. That's a man's job. I said, tell the man. Tell the man, yeah. men are barbecue cookers. They're mechanics. Although these days, I know this that you know, when would know? You just lift up the lid and shut it again. In the old days, Phil could fix anything. These days, he lifts up the lid, shuts it again, because it's like no, it, this is a computer. It's not a car. It's a computer. For goodness' sake, yeah. They're mathematicians, and also these days, I had to put this in that guys have to be fashion gurus as well as women. And on a budget, yeah. I mean, how much do your jeans cost, Daniel? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't pay tithes this week. My jeans cost three hundred bucks. Sorry, Pastor Julie. Oh, fashion. No, not like that. Daniel would never do that. And then, and also, I have noticed that these days that guys have to be hairdressers. I mean, I see these fringes. I see them, I see, and I think hours with a hair straightener doing the fringe and the hairspray, and then this thing up here, this bit up here, and this thing here, and then guys with these tight skinny jeans with their, like, little undies hanging out, and then they just seem to walk around the shopping centre like women, parading, and being careful that the wind doesn't blow my hair. It's like, that's a lot of rolls, that's a lot of rolls, that's a lot of rolls, and then... At this time of the year, we have to add to all our roles. We add, okay, I'll be Santa. I'll be Santa. (laughs) Who's Santa? Who's Santa in your house? You? Daniel, I'm looking at you. Mr. Jeans? Mum's Santa. Mum's Santa. Dad has to be Santa sometimes. I do the whole wrapping thing. You know, I still give my kids sacks, by the way. Any little kids? Yeah, Santa is great. Santa's good. <laughs> yeah. And he comes and he feels sacks. <laughs> and then Dad helps him take them around and everything. Yeah. But you know what? You know, like just being all these roles, being all these roles, like you just get worn out. Amen. Like sometimes it's just like you know how do I cope with all these roles, all these things that why do I have to wear so many hats? You know, Jesus talked about this when he was visiting some friends in Luke 10.38, and we'll put it up there so you don't have to open your Bible. It says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened up her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And Jesus said, "Martha, Martha." The Lord answered, "You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her." See, Mary had learned a secret. She learned a secret. And the secret is this, there's many things to do. There's many things to do. There's many roles to play. But let me ask you this, when is the last time that you just became a son or a daughter? In all the roles that you play, even young people, when's the last time that you just came to your father's feet? I'm talking about Father God and just sat down and just said, today, God, I'm just a daughter. Today, I just want to be a daughter. Today, I just want to be a son. It's a powerful, powerful, powerful thing. I was thinking about it. Sorry. I was thinking about it. I was thinking like, when we come to God, God, And we're going to pray We'll come to him and and like me I'll go, oh God, oh God Please, you know, bless my children bless." I'm coming as a mum You see And then I'll go, oh God, oh God Bless my church, bless my I'm coming as a pastor You see Oh God, whatever it is You come to him, God Bless my friends, I'm coming as a friend You see and we go to him in a role that blocks him from really coming to us and saying to us what he wants to say to us and being to us what he needs to be. See, Jesus, Jesus said this to his disciples. Let's have a look. This is in Luke 11.1. 1. He said, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father. See, what he was saying to them, and you have to catch this, because this is what he was trying to say to Martha. Martha, you're worried about a lot of things. You're anxious about many things. And those things, they need to be done, like Jesus wasn't saying, you know, just be lazy, Martha. Just, be, just don't care about anything, Martha. But you see, you have to recognize the time. Jesus said, they did not recognize my day of visitation. He wept over Jerusalem because they didn't recognize the day of visitation. You see, and there's a time when Father God, He just comes to you and He just wants to be Father for a minute. He just wants to be Father. And so Jesus was teaching us, as Mary had learned, when Jesus came into her house, she saw more worth in Jesus than doing. She decided not to be a human doing, but she chose to be a human being. And when Jesus came into her house, she thought, this is such a privilege that Jesus is in my house and I'm just going to sit right here at his feet and I'm just going to soak up everything I can get for him while he is here. You know, the scriptures say, call upon him while he is near. There are times when father just wants you to be a son or a daughter And just sit by his feet. Jesus taught us to pray first. The very first thing when you pray, he said, Our Father. Our Father. He was reminding us that before we can do anything in our lives, we have to establish that we are sons and daughters of God. That our Father sits in heaven. Enthroned over all our circumstances, over all our problems, over every role that we play in life, our Father sits enthroned over it. And if we would just come to Him, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things, all these things will be given to you. All these things just fall into place when you've been with your Father. You no, know, my dad is in heaven now. He went to heaven a couple of years ago. But you know, when when I was you know in the ministry, and my dad just lived down the road from here, and it would just be like I'd just be at work, you know, and just you know just really feeling the weight of the world, the weight of people's problems. Because sometimes when you love too much, you care too much. And you just carry it around, you know. You just think, I can't take it anymore, Lord. I just want to fix all these people and I can't fix them and I don't know what to do. And I would just go to my dad's house, right? And I'd just knock on the door. And he, would, he wasn't a talkative man at all, but he kind of just knew that I just needed to be a little girl for a minute. He wouldn't say anything, he just pat the floor next to his chair. And I'd just sit there at the floor and I just put my head on his lap, and he'd just go like this on my head. Just go like that. And you know, we wouldn't talk. We wouldn't say a word. But right at that moment, I could switch roles from being a pastor and a mother and all these things that, you know, are just so hard. I could just put my lap on my, my head on my daddy's lap. And just be a child. Just be a daughter for that minute. And you know what it's like when you're a daughter or a son, when you go to your father? I mean, I'm talking about when you go like little children, right? Because the Bible says, unless you come to him like little children, you will not see the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Now, you imagine like, you know, a little guy coming up to his dad and just sitting down at dad's feet, not feeling like he has to say anything, But there's bullies outside that are waiting to beat him up on the way to school. But if he sits by dad's feet here, he's, it's okay. It's all right here. I'm okay here. Or or a little girl just going and sitting by dad's feet. And it's like the weight of the world just lifts off. It's like all the responsibilities. You don't have to be responsible when you're a child. It's like no dad will take care of that my dad used to say to me I'm driving I'm driving this car sit in the back seat when I tried to boss him around at home you know I'm driving this car sit in the back seat and sometimes we want to sit in the front seat and drive the car and God's saying just get in the back seat just let me be a father to you sons and daughters of the most high God. In Matthew, it says this, 625, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear. Is life not more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Who are you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field, they do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that even Solomon, all his splendor, was not dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what will we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after after all these things. Your heavenly Father, your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. 2 Corinthians 6.18 says this, and this is God speaking to his kids. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters. And he was talking about a day when his son would shed his blood so that we could come back into relationship with him. And then he's foretelling a day when we will be with him forever in heaven. And he can actually grab us like children and pull us close to himself and nothing will by any means ever hurt us again. And we'll never cry again. But while we're here on this earth, our Father is in heaven and he's waiting. He's just waiting. He's just waiting for you to just switch roles to just let go of everything else that you're supposed to be and try to be and want to be and have to be. And he wants you to just come to him like a son or a daughter and sit at his feet. Jesus said, Martha, Mary has chosen the better way and it will not be taken from her. And I'm saying to you this Christmas, in all the hustle and bustle And all the responsibility and all the buying of presents and all the rush. Don't forget to go to Father and unwrap his gift for you. Unwrap his words that he's written on a card for you this Christmas. Unwrap the gift of his son that he loved the world so much that he gave his only son. sit at his feet, take time and touch him, amen and let him touch you just close your eyes right across this place right now and I'm just going to ask the Father to come right now going to sing a song over you right now and just ask God to come and just wash over you and bless you and speak to your heart just in these few moments of just being quiet, amen I want you to just see your father God seated there he's not grumpy he's not angry he's not awful he's soft he's gentle he's not like your earthly father he's perfect in every way and he's calling you to come he just wants you to put your head on his lap and he just wants to stroke your hair and say it's okay. It's okay. Just let it all go. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Just sit there and just sit and rest.
1: Was I second best? These questions quickly pass to the light. At the waters that I see, as your spirit Peace, peace you have not known. Call me, and I will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He hears every groan, he hears every
0: groan, every groan. Father, we just ask right now you come, my men, and you would touch in Jesus' name.